This is Duke the Dumpster Drosy, and you are listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D. It's time to take out the trash. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13, to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits, and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome again, and thank you for listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D. This is Wolfie D, and I got my co-host, Jimmy Street. What's up? Across the street. <laughs> Not, he's, he's, he's kind of far across the street from me, but uh, Jimmy, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing awesome. You know, we having some cool things going on right now. We just had an Ask Wolfie to Watch episode, you know, last week, doing great numbers as always. We really appreciate Cassidy Riley's episode did awesome. You know, really just some good episodes. We've got some cool things coming up too. You know, on this episode, you know, we get to talk a little bit about your trip to Bowling Green, but you also yeah. get to talk to Duke the Dumpster Drosy, which is awesome. We had a chat with him and and I I honestly had never met Duke until uh, I got to the uh, Comic-Con there in uh, Bowling Green, which was very fun, very fun. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, they did good, man. They did really good. And me good. and Duke uh, got to talk to each other, know each other a little bit, never met. Uh, I just got back, and you know this, because I'm going to tell you all a story about Jimmy Street and what an awesome guy he is. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm gonna, go on. One <laughs> time, and I, I I was coming back. I went to Myrtle Beach with the family for shit a week or something like that. Uh, we were coming home from Myrtle, Myrtle Beach, easy for me to say, uh, and stopped in Cherokee, North Carolina, at the casino. I'd never been there before, and you know, my girl wanted to take me there. Well, old Wolfie. Uh, handed the uh, the debit card back to his girl, and she thought I did, and blah 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 blah. We lost our debit card. Oh man, yeah. And I went up and and tried to buy something, and then I couldn't. Yeah, the the, uh, the card was lost, and then she locked it, and I called up my friend Jimmy, and I said, "Man, I need you to help me." And uh, he PayPal me the money to to get me out of the thing, and I found my debit card, and it was it was all nice. But Jimmy Street is a good guy, man. Oh, go on, keep keep going. No, I'm just kidding. Thanks, Jimmy dude. Street is a great guy. He's so good looking. Uh, <laughs> could not imagine myself ever doing a podcast without him. There you uh, go. Keep it going. I was, if I was a homosexual, I would totally be with Jimmy. I mean, <laughs> if Jimmy were also, I'm not either. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, you talk about you had fun at Myrtle Beach, though. I haven't been there in years. I'm so close oh, to there, but I'm not. You know. You know, it's funny, man, because uh, I've I've wrestled in every state in the United States. Uh, also Mexico, Puerto Rico, I guess Puerto Rico is considered United States. Uh, but the funny thing is what people don't understand, you know, we may wrestle there, but we fly in or we drive in, we get there, we do the show. Then it's 11 o'clock at night. 
Our best friend is either Denny's or the Waffle House, so you don't get to do much. In in recent years, I have just like I I want to go do things. I had flown over uh, the Statue of Liberty. I don't know how many times because I had been in New York. I'd wrestled, well, been on a show in Madison Square Garden, also the All Star Cafe in in Times Square. But you don't get to go do anything because you fly out the next day. Yeah. So up until last year. I had never been to the Statue of Liberty and uh, Eric Sims brought me up for a convention and, and took us there. And, you know, we got to do all those kind of things. And that's the fun part, man, is that totally. I'm, I'm trying to uh, do things th- that are a little bit more fun that I missed out on. You know what I mean? Totally, totally, for sure. And it's good that you can do that. And it's also good that your, you know, hard work got you these trips you know i know you didn't get much time in towns back in the day you know right exactly so you were in and out but well you know like we always say you know we've got a cool show lined up for you now the first segment today is wolfie d and wolfie is kind of like a roving reporter in this one he goes around you know the little bowling green comic con there it was the bowling green national corvette museum comic and toy show and wolfie goes around and talks to people man you got to meet people you know from the local ghostbusters that do some cool things for the local kids to you got to meet the artist edward Chenega, who is not like a legit high level comic artist, does some really cool stuff with Batman, some DC stuff, Swamp Thing. Anyway, he he does some really cool stuff. Definitely check out Edward Chenega. And you got to talk to him, saw his artwork. Then you yeah. got to see the. I mean, it was a trip to me. You got to see Peppermint Patty, the voice yeah. of Peppermint Patty, which was nuts. So you talked to her for a minute, and then you got to meet the the little person from Pirates of the Caribbean, and yeah. you know, yeah, it was. And fun. we all know now Johnny was innocent, but. You know, <laughs> He he kayfabe that to you early, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's Johnny was innocent, man. Come on. Oh, of course. Absolutely. But anyway, long story short, our next segment is with Wolfie doing his best roving reporter. Might I say you did a good <laughs> job. So <laughs> all right, we'll be right back with Wolfie at the Bowling Green Comic Con. Before history is written. It's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, folks, to get your official Live It In Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live It In Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. Hey, 
folks, here we are live at the Bowling Green Comic and Anime Show. And me, I, I feel like a lonesome dove. I thought I was going to be alone. The only wrestler here, there's all these artists and comic people and Ghostbusters. But right next to me is Duke the Dumpster. It's time to take out the trash. Hell yeah. What's up, brother? How are you, man? Doing all right, man. Doing good, all right. Good, good, good. Just getting as we, started. As we sit here together and try to get rid of our merchandise, like a couple of flea market fleas, we're going to walk around and say hello to some of these people. Yeah, I talked to this guy a minute ago. Talk to him. Tell him who you are. Hey, I'm Edward Chernega. This is my artwork. I draw comic books, do trading cards, and uh, I love to make people happy. Yeah, awesome, man. This guy's stuff is really good. I'm walking around just checking everybody out. Uh-oh, we got a Ghostbuster in the house. We got a Ghostbuster. Say hello, Ghostbuster. Hello, Ghostbuster. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? I'm good, today? man. How are you? Good, man. My name's Wolfie D, uh, retired pro wrestler. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, do you? Oh, really? Yeah. Did you have a crush on me at all? Oh, I did. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. That's so awesome. Right there. That's so awesome. Uh, all right, so what are you guys doing here? What are you most uh, expecting out of this? Well, place? we're just uh, coming to hang out a little bit, check out uh, you and some of the other actors. Yeah. And then Be sure to say break. hi to my boy, Duke the Dumpster. If you remember me, you got to remember Duke the Dumpster. Ghostbuster? What? Spingler. All right. All right. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Stranger Things. Are you excited for the new season? Yes. We watched a couple last night. Awesome. Awesome. And we got the Ghostbusters. Hey, what's up? This is the ones I wanted to talk to right here. Come on in, guys. These outfits. These guys got it going. Is on. Okay. So I get the guy. All right. So explain to the people what you guys do. It's a good thing. Well, what we do is we dress up like like the guys in the movies, and uh, we go to conventions, and uh, we we work with the UK Children's Hospital up in Lexington, Kentucky, mm -hmm. and uh, we usually do like charity raffles and games and stuff, and all the money we collect we take to the hospital. We're gonna get this on the podcast, uh, live and in color at Wolfie D. Okay. So, thank you guys. You're doing a good thing. What do you got? Comic books? How, how old do we go back? Because I, I was a huge fan of Conan the Barbarian, Spider-Man, uh, Krull. Uh, Conan was the, mo the one that I most collected. Do you have Conan? The old ones? Uh, no. 80s? No? All right. Cool, cool, thanks. All right, now are these things that you guys have made? Yep, everything on the table is something I do. I write yeah. the books, I do the illustrations, and I make the marshmallows. Very cool, where can people find you at? Uh, well, the easiest way to find me is on Instagram, BH underscore Blankenship, or mm -hmm. on Facebook. I have a couple different ones, uh, slash BH Blankenship, and also slash Malacopia, which covers the, uh, the candy I make. Cool, So I, cool. Got, I make like over 40 different flavors of marshmallows. 40 flavors of, how does the marshmallow taste different? Awesome, love They're it. They're fantastic. Very cool, I love marshmallows. All right, thank you guys. You're welcome. We're gonna stroll around some more. What else we got around here? Oh no, these are cool. These are cool, very cool. How are you doing? Good, how are you? My name's Wolfie, I'm one of the wrestlers over here. What all do you guys have here? Just. We, this looks like Japanese, like, probably can't get it at your regular comic store stuff. We have anime, we have art prints, we have keychains. You got wrestling? Is it wrestling or wrestling? 
Where are you from? I'm from Tennessee, so it's wrestling. It's wrestling. You're damn right, it's wrestling. Pro wrestling. I'm a wrestler. But yeah, cool stuff. I'm just walking around. More stuff, more stuff. So much more stuff. Here's our first cosplayer that I've seen today. Can I um, can I get you on here with me? Yeah. Remember that one. What is the name of this character in Star Wars? Ahsoka. Yeah, Ahsoka. I got Oh my God. They're gonna have to catch me because I'm fixing to take off running. I've wanted this all my life. Like seriously, when I was a little kid, we had. I'm not gonna tell you how old I am, but I'm 65. Thank you. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm 48. But anyway. <laughs> so anyway, when I was a little kid, Star Wars was was my thing, and I really wanted a like a real lightsaber. And you remember what we had back then? Nothing. <laughs> and now they got these ones that'll yeah, and all this kind of stuff. How much do these cost? How much do these cost? Budget saver. Mm. It has all the same electronics, all the same. Manner, degree motion. That's cool. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. And then all the way up to the. This is a custom metal savers design. We call it the Mystic Knight. Yeah. And that one's on sale one sixty. And then we got the movie savers. If you're a fan of those movie characters. Very cool. Very cool. The crystal chamber ones. Those are awesome. Thank you, guys. That's why we do things like that. All right, let's see what else we got here. I still do my Oh, very cool stuff over here. Thank you, man. Hey, you're a tight wrestler. Anyway, oh, yeah, yeah, man. My booth is right over there. I'm just walking around trying to help you guys out. You know what I mean? This is a anime comic convention. I love this stuff or I wouldn't be here, honestly. love this kind of stuff. Did you write this? Yep, I'm the writer-creator. Writer-creator of... Tell you, here, cut your promo, bro. Uh, this is my book, All right. Unstoppable Dark Storm. All right. Brand new superhero I created. Right. My guy is very cool, real badass. He, he looks very cool. I love the artwork. Did you do the artwork? No, I got a team of people together, very talented okay. people to do the art. Tell me about Dark Storm. What's his superpowers and what's his deal? Well, one thing, he lives in the most dangerous city in his world. Okay. It's called New Banshee. It's an uh -huh. island. And he grew up there, having to become really tough. All right. And he's, in this story, he finds out that he's actually the last surviving member of an alternate race of people who wiped out in war with regular humans before he was born. Okay. All right. Cool. He's got very... And so he's got to do what? What's his mission? He's a vigilante. Okay. This is his story. He's All right. very Punisher-type character. Okay. Awesome, man. And what is your name? Matt Vaughn. All right, Matt. Nice to meet you, man. You too. Doing all right today? Yes, sir. Very cool stuff right here. I love the little figures. Thank you. Everything's hand-made hand by us. Are you kidding me? You handmade all this yep. resin stuff or what? All 3D print. All 3D print. Okay. All right. Very cool. Very cool. Everything. Nerd herd. That's our brand. You can find it nerdherd.com. Nerdherdllc.com. Yeah, I'm gonna put this on the uh, live and covered with Wolfie D podcast. All right. Well, we appreciate it. Um, I'm right over here. With the hey, you see that ball guy right there? He 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 can't. He won't sell nothing because. 
<laughs> I think I made it mad. I might have made it mad. All right. Hey, hope you guys do good. Very nice stuff. Very nice stuff. Very nice stuff. And now we come over here to where the where's this guy at? He's not even sitting at his table. That's unprofessional. That's so unprofessional. But this guy, he's sitting at his table. Ah, uh, look at Yoko. Nice. Promo. What's up, brother? <laughs> oh, you and Lawler. You and Lawler. Hello, sir. How are you? Sorry, I only got one hand free. That's not the right one. Can you introduce yourself to my friends? Hi, I'm uh, Patrick Cronin. I was on Seinfeld and Star Trek. And uh, uh, what'd you play on Seinfeld? What'd you play on Seinfeld? I was the grower of the man's ear. Okay. I, I watched so much Seinfeld. One of my favorite shows ever. Yeah, I've One done like several of the web, web series, and I, there were 300 episodes. Uh huh. And apparently, according to the super fan, yeah, my episodes were five and fifteen. Out really? Of yeah, that's awesome. Which is more than I know about my career. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Very and cool. What I'm wearing is, uh, was a gift from Tim Allen. Oh, really? I was a regular on Home Improvement. Oh, that's awesome. So that's Tim awesome. gave me this. As that well. was it. Where I lived in Nashville, that was the lineup. The lineup was actually. Uh, Home Improvement came on first, and then Seinfeld, and that right. was just something that I watched every day. I was a regular on both shows. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, uh, what's the, the blonde-headed kid on uh, Home Improvement? I met him uh, in my younger days when I was still wrestling, and we did a Saturday morning uh, convention-type thing like this, yeah. and it was all the stuff that was on Saturday morning. So you had Power Rangers, you had wrestlers, you had this, that, and the other, and he was one of the other people there, so I met him there. That was pretty cool. Well, it's good to see you. And this is my friend who's on Walking Dead and several other. Oh, yeah. Walking Dead. Hey, how are you? All right. Now, I'm not going to lie. God, y'all are going to hate me for this. I don't. I, I watched the first season. That was okay, it. Okay, I was in the second season. All right. It's okay, a lot of people, I mean, either they watch it or they don't. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. I've just got my attention span right. is so weird. And my also like my interest from day to day will change. So right. I may watch this one thing that's like totally out here, right. and then the next week I'm gonna watch right. this and I'm gonna watch it all. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. So so what is your character? I played one of the featured walkers. Oh, okay. Season two, episode one. I was all right. the leader of the Highway Walkers. Cool. On that, and I've been in other mo uh, movies. Uh, I was in the new Wrong Turn with Matthew so Modine. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All kinds of Cool. And this one too? Cool. Very cool. Things going for you good these days? Good, man. Me too. I hear you. Thanks. Billy, how you doing? Good, man. How you doing? Hey, Wolfie D. I got a booth over here. Retired pro wrestler. Uh, talk to the people about what you got. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of... Uh, Artwork. I could draw myself. I'm not this damn good, and to, I don't have the patience to sit down and do it like that. But yeah, man, talk to the people for a minute. Yeah, well, uh, I'm here. Uh, going to be doing some live art tonight. Today, uh, one you going to do some live art? Yeah, I'll be uh, working on some paintings here. Doing awesome live art. I'm publisher, uh, uh, professional artist, uh, uh, Neko Press uh, Publishing. Stuff. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Are you really? I really am. I oh, my God. I was the voice of Peppermint Patty. All right, give it to us. You know what? It was just how I spoke at the time. <laughs> um, I really didn't do anything. I was doing Annie, and 
and I was doing eight shows a week. And yeah. If you listen to my voice, you can hear that sort of gravelly thing. Can you that still I have. get it? I mean, really, all it was was the, the lilting of, hey, Chuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you doing? Awesome. <laughs> That's very cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hope you have a good uh, convention weekend. Which one's the artist? This guy right here. Man, that's awesome. And this is my kind of artwork. Uh, Wolfie D. I'm right behind you right there. My booth, actually. Yeah, the wrestler. This is the kind of stuff I love. Say again? I did the cover for Dungeons and Dragons. Right on, yeah. Oh, I love all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh! What up, man? Wolfie D, man. I got a booth right over here. I keep telling these people that. Yeah. Wrestler, man. Uh, very, yeah. I remember you. Awesome. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Get down here. Johnny's innocent. Yeah, he is. He is, ain't he? Totally innocent. Show me what you drew. Oh, you're drawing right now. I've drawn a bunch of this stuff. Man, you're drawing right now? Yeah. Very nice. You want to tell the people there where they can find you on uh, social media? Uh, they just all you got to do is just look up John Martin or John Martin, John the artistic Viking. Or thank you, man. And that was Wolfie live from the Bowling Green National Corvette Museum Comic-Con. And that was a couple weekends ago. Got to meet some cool people. Up next, we have our conversation with Duke the Dumpster Drossy. We'll be right back after these messages. Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope-ass sponsors. And we'll be right back with more Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here, and if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're going to want to call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to Live and in Color with Wolfie D. And guess who I got? Duke the Dumpster. Man, what is up with you? How you doing? I'm doing good, brother. It's good to see you. Thank you for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. Man, I'm glad to have you here. Me and him are sitting here at a uh, Comic-Con, and uh, there's a lot of comic stuff going on, and me and him are the only wrestlers here. If you can't hear in the background, they're having a uh, cosplay, uh, who wins whatever. So I was going to go up there as Wolfie D to see if I could be the uh, the best Wolfie D, and he was going to do the best Duke, but... I don't think we would have won. Do you? I was actually going to be Bastion Booger, but yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Tell me how you got in the business, uh, who trained you, and what made you want to be a wrestler, dude? Yeah. Uh, I, I watched wrestling as a kid. I watched championship wrestling from Florida. I grew up in Miami, Florida. And um, 
when I watched WrestleMania one, that's that was the defining moment that made oh, me actually match. want to become which match? Which match? The actual main event. Yeah, it, uh, uh, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Roddy Piper and uh, Mr. Right. Wonderful. That was the one. The way that they hyped that was just something so different to me. Uh, I was like, uh, I, I have to do this. I have to become a pro wrestler. Right. Um, but yeah, so I started training down in Florida. Um, a guy named Bobby Wales, the Jamaican jammer, Bobby Wales. He wrestled for championship wrestling from Florida a little bit in a tag team with Tyree Pride, the Haitian sensation. But Bobby also trained Norman Smiley uh, and a bunch of other people. But uh, he was a great trainer. And, um, yeah, that's who trained me down in Florida. What was your moment, though? Like, I, I've got a few. I got a few where I saw something on TV that made me want to be a wrestler. What was your moment? Like who, what did you see that made you go? Yeah. Me, uh, the road warriors. I was anything involving the road warriors when they would come out the pop, uh, from the crowd, the pop from the fans was just insane. And that's what drew yeah. me to it. I wanted that. Yeah. yeah. But was there a, like for me, I swear there's a moment where, I remember Jimmy Snuka jumping off the cage oh. on uh, Morocco. Yep. All right. So that was awesome. Uh, as a kid growing up in Memphis, you said Road Warriors. Hell yeah, that's my guys versus the, the, the fabulous ones. Man, there was so much shit there. But what, what is there a moment that you can think of that was just like, fuck, that's awesome? Mm, you know, there was there was quite a few, but I remember actually I remember watching the Road Warriors versus Kurt Hennig and Larry the Axe Hennig, mm -hmm. and Kurt was just breaking in then, and he was yeah. very young. But they did a thing where he got hung in the ropes by his neck, mm -hmm. and he got color to the point where his entire head was crimson red. Yeah. And they just kept beating him and beating him and beating him. And then when the road warriors left the ring, the crowd, it started a riot and the crowd tried to jump on them and they just beat the shit out of the crowd on the way out the door. <laughs> <laughs> I remember stories like that. And I also remember a story of, uh, and you might've heard this, uh, the, the Harris brothers in Smoky Mountain where they beat up the football team. Do you remember that? I remember hearing about that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah they were some big old boys. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Dude, tell me that story that you were telling me earlier about Puerto Rico. If you're not careful down there, you'll get killed. And um, I can't remember who I was wrestling, but I know at the end of the match, they were so mad at me. I had to run out of there, just grab my bag and there was no taking a shower or nothing. And, Head to the car and get the hell out of there because uh, somebody wanted to kill me. Quite a few people. <laughs> That's the way Puerto Rico was, man. So let me ask you this. I know this was during the time of your job was your gimmick or a job was a gimmick. Who came up with that gimmick as a trash man? Funny thing about it is when I was wrestling down in Florida, I was trying to figure out a gimmick that would get me into the WWF 
on my own because I didn't know anybody there or anything. So I was wrestling down there as Rocco Gibraltar, and I put the gimmick on it, the G-Man Rocco Gibraltar, which later became the Garbage Man Rocco Gibraltar, down in Florida for the Sunshine Wrestling Federation. And um, then I went to Vince with it, and he grabbed it and just changed the name to Duke the Dumpster Drossies for licensing, obviously, but he kept the Garbage Man. That's awesome. So do you have any <laughs> do you have any history as a garbage man other than being that on TV? No, I do not. That would be a big <laughs> ghost rider. I've never been a garbage <laughs> man. I shoot garbage man in my life. <laughs> yeah. So so that's awesome, by the way, because I always thought the gimmick was really cool because that era was a little questionable, but there were certain gimmicks. There's like, okay, you know what? The garbage man's probably a pretty tough dude. You think like there's certain gimmicks that work, you know, like if construction worker, that kind of thing. Anyway, was there any other idea or, or literally did they have something for you? Or when you came to Vince, you were like, hey, this is it. And that was your ticket in. Or was it essentially, I guess they were like, well, we see this, but then you've brought us this. Is there any other thing that they were talking about or maybe even look? I know they've modified looks before. The only thing they ever saw me in was the dumpster gimmick, or the garbage man gimmick. Um, yeah. I walked up to Vince McMahon at a Natby convention, a TV executive convention in Miami Beach, Florida. I walked, I crashed it. I wore a suit like I was an executive and borrowed some credentials from a friend of mine that was a vice president of a TV station down there. Nice. And I walked in. I was supposed to be there. And I had a promo package, a tape, resume, and pictures. And I walked up to him and shook his hand. And it was first thing in the morning. I told him who I was. I told him I wanted to work for him. He asked me a couple questions. And I handed him the promo package. And he had J.J. Dillon call me a week later. That's awesome. So, okay, you said you were originally from Miami. And you know, maybe know where I'm going with this. So is it true that you were Razor Ramon's garbage man? No, that wasn't true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not going to throw Razor Ramon in the garbage. <laughs> I like it. Or okay. drag him out of the bar like a piece of garbage. No. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I love <laughs> yeah. I just know he was supposedly from Miami. You know what I mean? But anyway, I have recently seen on YouTube, and we talked about this a second ago, there was a video that it was during WrestleMania 12 and it, it really kind of was around you. You were in it a lot. Steve was in it a lot. Shawn Michaels was in it. You guys played a softball game. Tell me a little bit about that. Cause that video was great to watch that fan shot video there. Yeah, it was a lot of behind the scenes stuff. It was a fan, uh, home video at, at that time. The funny thing though, is I was carrying around a camcorder a lot during that time as well. Like when we were in the softball game, I was carrying yeah. a camcorder because right. they had me doing this thing called this trash cam. Right. And um, I did it for probably a month or two, and then it started to get over. So then they decided to take it away from me and gave it to Shawn Michaels and made it the click cam. So he walked out to the ring with the click cam after that, and the trash cam was over. But, yeah, it was a fun video. WrestleMania 12 was fun. I, I just... You know, I was goofing around. Me and Austin were both just goofing around the whole time. Yeah. But yeah, it was fun, man. It was always fun in those days. Yeah. As you know, during that time, what we've just had Spellbinder 
Fantasio on the show, Del Rios. And he was kind of saying, you know, part of his, you know, you put him over. He was like, hey, man, I dig that gimmick. Bam, bam, Bigelow put him over and stuff. But he also said the biggest drawback was probably Sean not wanting anything to do with him. And he kind of gave him the cold shoulder and stuff. Do you possibly think, and I don't want to start any fights here, but do you possibly think that maybe Sean saw that gimmick was getting over and stole it? I mean, I just think Sean didn't like it for whatever reason. And back in those days, Sean was a fucking arrogant prick. And he didn't like something. He, he, he could kill a gimmick on somebody if he wanted to with this. You know, he had Vince's ear, but... Yeah. Um, you know, that's just kind of the way he was, but I don't know if that's true or not. Um, yeah, yeah. I've also heard other people say that all the black in the, in the costume and stuff, uh, maybe the Undertaker didn't like that. I heard that as well. Uh, right. But yeah, I'm good friends with Dell. I know Dell very well. Yeah. And um, yeah, he should have gotten hired. That's for sure. I mean, because nobody was doing that gimmick, and that gimmick was awesome. That is just such a cool gimmick, too, you know? Yeah, and it's Had just a, another one of those gimmicks that if they booked it right, it could have got over, like, gangbusters. Right. And it's weird because he said that, you know, this is not a Spellbinder episode, but he had said all the higher-ups were really into it. Pat liked it. Vince liked it. But it seemed like Undertaker and Sean didn't seem to dig him, and so that kind of killed it. But, you know, it's one of those hypotheticals that we can't really figure out today i guess <laughs> you're exactly right you're exactly right and there's millions of examples just like that but right. something should have gotten over or gotten a push and it did so after your initial run there in the fed in 96 ended was there any talk of ever bringing you back maybe in a different role or anything like that uh, a little bit but i don't think they were really interested um you know when i left i was just pissed off and sick of it anyway but um yeah. 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 I mean, they, they brought me back in for, and they made me try out, which was kind of an insult. They made right. me try out. And uh, I wrestled Paul Diamond in a tryout, and then I wrestled oh. Pierre in a tryout as well. Yeah. yeah. I'm good friends with Pierre, but yeah, it was just kind of stupid. I don't know what they were thinking about doing or whatever, but it never worked out. So it is what it is. Glad to have Duke here on the show. Yeah. Man. Oh, thank you for having me on your show. That was a cool segment with Duke, man. Again, I know you said at the beginning you talked to him and stuff, but so this was the first time you really had gotten to talk to him or even met him is what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. 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 What a cool guy, though. I mean, he seemed not too jaded about things, you know. Uh, he had some cool stories about, you know, basically losing his camera gimmick to Shawn Michaels, who took over the click cam thing. Also, one thing that I remember seeing Duke the Dumpster Drossy a lot on was this WrestleMania 12 backstage tape by a fan that recorded a lot of the stuff. Now, when you were there, Wolfie, did they do some kind of like celebrity softball game or anything like that with around the time of WrestleMania? <laughs> No, not in uh, not in WWE, but uh, USWA used to have a, a celebrity softball game shit every year. Uh, like when I first started, first started, yeah. and you'd have a brawl in the middle of the field and stuff like that. It was that uh, uh, man. I want to say it was Liberty Field. There is right outside the Coliseum or whatever, and we'd have a softball game, and it was the Lawler's guys versus whoever and there were some uh you know celebrities or whatever and that was cool very cool yeah so lawler a lot of people all know the story about sid being a huge softball fan but lawler, oh. lawler was a huge softball fan as well right yeah 
Yeah. And, and about that, if you remember, uh, Jerry Calhoun <laughs> broke Lawler's leg because Lawler likes to play all the sports and stuff. I mean, he's a 70-year-old man. He's still out there wrestling. And, I mean, even back then, he was <laughs> in contact sports and stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, hey, I mean, it's, you know, I could have seen you breaking your arm dunking a basketball, Wolfie D. So come on, man. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, thanks to Duke the Dumpster. Thank you to Wolfie for getting that interview with us. Literally, you were like, hey, we're in the middle of a Comic-Con here, but let's do this interview. And I think it worked. I mean, we didn't get to talk to him as long as we wanted to, but we'll get in touch with him in the future. So, Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. But anyway, we'll be right back with Current Affairs, sponsored by Coach's Corner Sports Grill. DJ, hit the music. It's a current affair. It's a current affair. Loving in color. It's a current affair. All right, we're back with Current Affairs, sponsored by Coach's Corner Sports Grill. And we've got three cool current affairs. There's one that really is just crazy to talk about. And that one is obviously the top of the story today, and that is MJF in AEW. So what do you think about this MJF stuff, Wolfie D? I know the thing going around is, is it a work or is it a shoot? And after watching it, um, my personal opinion is, and the thing is, man, you just don't know unless you're in the loop, honestly, um, because stuff can be pulled off so elaborately, um, and it has been done for years. Uh, it's just a different age now where it has to be done a different way to, to really go the full, uh, length of, Oh man, that was real. But that's, they're just trying to keep that suspension of disbelief in there. The reason I think it's a work is uh, a number of things, but but watching and and that's the first time I've ever watched that guy talk. I've heard all you guys talk about him and everything, and yes, an incredible uh, promo. Um, but even at the beginning, he was leading in the direction of okay, uh, I'm fixing to make you really start believing this, and it reminded me immediately of an interview that Jamie and I did uh, against Tommy and Doug. Uh, MJF came out and he said. This ain't coming from MJF. I'm paraphrasing, uh, but yeah. this is coming from whatever his real name is. I can't remember what he said, and uh, talking about his age and everything. And, and, and me and Jamie did a thing with Tommy and Doug where they came out and blasted our mothers and all that. And me and Jamie came out and did this interview, and my exact words were. This ain't Wolfie D. This is Kelly Warren Wolf. I was born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee. My birthday, blah, blah, blah. You know, (laughs) and I did say that and letting the people know, okay, I'm being for real here. I ain't in character right now. I'm out of character. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's kind of, he early on led with that a little bit. I don't want to say led with it, but it was there close to the, you know, the beginning of it. And that immediately I thought of that and I went, okay, he's working. Yeah. The other thing that makes me really believe he was working um, is okay. If if they if you're really out there doing something that they don't want you to do, they have complete control of your microphone. Yes, they cut it at the end, but let me get through this. Uh, they're going to cut your microphone. They're going to go to commercial. Whatever. Yeah. Well, early, sort of midway through his rant, he pulled off a GD with no bleep, no nothing. Yeah, yeah. When it got to 
kind of the go home of the interview, uh, he started going off and they were bleeping everything. I don't know what could have been worse than GD to not get a bleep. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So that made me go, okay, they're going into the finish right here. And then they cut his mic after they bleep him, bleep him, bleep him, bleep him. <laughs> they cut his mic and it stops. Yeah. So that made me say, okay, everybody got out what they needed to get out. And and then by going the extra mile um, to fool the internet fans and, and just the fans in general, I hate almost saying it like that, but there's still to me is – you got the two types of fans out there, the ones that are watching on TV. And when you refer to shit on Twitter and all that, uh, probably, uh, I, I don't know if I would say half, but quite a few of the people have no idea what you're talking about. If there's any yeah. kind of that war going on, unless they're just Facebook junkies and Twitter junkies, they're not going to know what the fuck you're talking about. Right. So, but anyway, so to appease them, I think, uh, to appease the internet, uh, fans, I think that's where you go. Okay. Let's take his stuff off of, uh, the website. That way they'll really think we're shooting and which yeah. is a good idea. So at any rate, that's my, you know, if I were a betting man and, uh, I, I would say that it's a, that it's a, just a, just a work man, just to try to do what they did and build some attention. And that's just the wrestling business, you know? Yeah. So to kind of give everybody a little bit of background on this, basically around the time that Cody Rhodes left for WWE, you started hearing talks of, you know, once my contract's up in 2024, I'm headed to WWE or I'm going wherever, whoever's going to pay me the most, because obviously he's ticked off about his pay. He's seen all these guys come in from WWE. And this is the shoot part of it. I think right. he's seen all these guys coming in from WWE who either are at the peak of their career or on the other side of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I mean, everybody considers punk this great guy, but he was out for seven years right. and, and he came back and I mean, you know, he's doing good and everything's cool. I know he's, you know, up and down people have questioned his his storylines but at the same time you know he's making more daniel bryan's making more uh, my brother actually told me this he said did you know that they're paying mark henry the same amount that mjf is making or maybe mark henry is even making more and mark henry is like a backstage announcer you know right. so you know mark henry's got a, a past and everything and all that's great and i would never question his history in the business but at the same time, he's not an active worker, so it's kind of it's got to be kind of hard to see that. So basically, he's been talking about WWF since 2024. He was set to work Wardlow, and then before Double or Nothing, a couple weekends ago, he said he was leaving. And basically, the whole thing was is that AEW was reporting that he had left Las Vegas after blowing off a AEW press conference for the Double or Nothing pay-per-view, but everybody's saying that it looks like it'll work. Then, of course, this extends to his match with Wardlow at Double or Nothing, where Wardlow squashes him. He's, you know, he goes out there, takes a few power bombs, and goes home, essentially. And then the promo happens on Wednesday after the pay-per-view, and that's when everything, you know, gets taken off the website and all this stuff. So... And to me, they'll see if they're if they're legitimately mad at you or whatever. You said they squashed him. And, and, and a wrestling company usually is not going to even give you a platform to go out there and and uh, get yourself over before you leave or whatever. So if he is intent on leaving, and they know this, and and it, 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 let's say it's a shoot, right? Why, 
fuck would you give him a live mic out there if you already knew what's you know what's gonna happen? Basically, it just doesn't make sense, and that's why I say it's a work. But yeah, they, he could be uh, if he had a short match. And again, this is just like I don't. Uh, the thing for me that's hard on this is I don't know the people involved. I've never worked for the company involved, so I don't know you know the sure. inner work and, and kind of the nuances and things like that. Hell, he could be hurt for all we know. That's why he didn't have a long match. And hey, let's take advantage of this to make it seem like blah, blah, blah. Sure. You know, who knows? Maybe they're kayfabing an injury and maybe he needs a little time off for a second. Who knows? Yeah. Right. So bro, right. maybe we're going to restructure his deal and hey, let's do it this way or, you know. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's the magic of the wrestling business. And it just goes to show that you can indeed put a little bit of doubt in people's heads if you're good at it. Yeah, well, and in this case, I do think they're good at it because he actually, the unedited version of that, he says, you know, F you, Tony, fire me, you know, these things. So I wanted to know, because I didn't see that. All I saw was a bleep version. Yeah, right. What was, what all was being bleeped out? What words were being used that were worse than GD? He said, he said, F you, Tony, you mark. The funniest. That's probably the one right there that offended everybody. Yeah, they probably did. But you know what's oh, you funny? Can't see that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know they haven't been bleeping GD for years, I don't think. So anyway, but it, yeah, I know that was one of the taboo words back in the day for sure, but you know, it, but you, one thing that I loved about the promo, I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, he said, "Do you wish that I was dropping people on their heads? Do you yeah. wish do you wish that I pretended like I watched New Japan?" You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, and and I'll tell you what I thought on that part of it was uh, when he said, I don't drop pe- – I didn't like that because right. that's overexposing right there. Like, oh, I'm a great wrestler because I don't hurt people. But, yeah, you're, you sure. know what I'm saying? No, I don't go that far with it. Yeah, you can, you can bounce around. I'm a great worker without saying, I oh, don't drop people on their heads. Right. That's like you cut those promos in the locker room usually. You're like, I ain't dropping people on his head. This dude over here, you're paying him a million a year. And, you know, he's dropping people on their heads and all that stuff. You don't really cut that in front of the people. Bottom line is work or shoot or whatever. It's got a buzz. It has people talking. And uh, that's never a bad thing usually, except for if you're Will Smith. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> on that deal, you know my feelings on that. I totally right. believe that that was a work, but the more it's gone on, and even when it happened, I was thinking to myself, okay, if this is a work, what is the, what are they getting out of it? What is Will or Chris going to get out of it? In which, if it was supposed to be a work, it totally backfired on Will because we all know what's happened there. Uh, right. So, right. I mean, could have been a shoot, but again, it's just, it's, uh, Unless you're in the inner working, sometimes it's hard to tell. Maybe Will Smith just throws a shitty shoot slap. Yeah, maybe that's it. Or maybe he was really pulling it and he didn't really want to hurt him. He just wanted to slap him. I don't know. Yeah, to make a statement. Yeah. Yeah. Golly, I've watched deep dive videos on that where they've said, you know, a slap is considered, you know, it's like a. A bitch yeah. kind of thing, you know. Right. So anyway, well, that that pretty much wraps it up for this one. You know, our second current affair. I recently noticed on a wrestling website of some reputation there, they have reported that Jeff Jarrett is returning to WWE in a high level executive role. So 
I read a little more bit about it. My questioning ways are kind of curious about what he's doing exactly. It's saying something possibly to do with live events and that kind of thing. So, you know, he's a modern day PT Barnum anyway, Jeff, you know, he's <laughs> absolutely But talk about this a little, your homies going to WWE again, man. He's just good at that, man. I mean, he, um, man, Jeff has always done good for himself and he's very smart. That's yeah. That, you know? Uh, yeah. so yeah, I, I don't doubt that in any way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. uh, My brother and I were talking about this earlier, and he was saying, isn't that what Arn did? And I can't remember what exactly Arn's role was. I know that he did some stuff with live events. I think he also was a pretty high-level agent producer for matches, but I don't know exactly what his role was versus this. But, you know, I know that Jeff has had Global Force. He's had TNA. You know, he's worked with his dad. He'll make believe. He'll make believe. I mean, we done seen that with uh, with TNA and then Global and all that. He'll make you believe, man. Right. So, and and yeah. then I think there was a quote on uh, his thing with uh, with Stone Cold that said something about people want to believe. Right. I, I the exact words or whatever, but that's it, man. That's it. They do. They do. Yeah. And if yeah. you can uh, suspend their disbelief for a minute, they're going to uh, watch your product. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Anytime you can. You know, as a wrestling fan, of course, first, I still somewhat have that ability to suspend disbelief. But I also now, where I did a little bit of work in the business, and uh, you, what you fellas would say, eh, he's about half smart. And then I got enough knowledge to know a little bit more about the business to where I was actually doing some work. And then it kind of changed things because I would start to see the art of the job, the art of the process yeah. versus, you know what I'm saying? Versus the art of just the match itself, as if it were a legitimate contest right. now i see it as even it's almost more impressive to me you know <laughs> yeah i mean you've so, got somebody that knows what they're doing out there i i promise you man you can suspend disbelief that and then i can't agree more with what uh jeff said man i mean that yes man i i, I don't believe that uh chris angel or uh david Copperfield are magic. Right. I don't do that. Right. But when I watch their show, they make me believe that they are magic. And totally. I'm dickhead that I go, oh, uh, there's there's some kind of shit they did, blah, 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 blah. No, I want you to make me believe, you know? Right. And watch those guys, I do. Uh, Jimmy, you're about my age. Do you remember when... Uh, I think it was David Copperfield that made the Statue of Liberty disappear. I remember that. I do. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you know how he did it? I don't. I don't. I, I don't either. <laughs> yeah. I don't, and I don't know if anyone else does. I'm sure there is someone, but guess what? That impressed me. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe. So if I can make you believe that I don't like this guy or I punched him for real or you know we just watched you know on the last episode uh the uh the dog collar batch 
I mean, if I can make you believe that I hit him with a chain and broke his ear and blah, 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 blah. It's a show, man. It's a show. Right. Right. I, right. I was in Myrtle Beach. Uh, I went to the uh, Pirates. I think it's called the Pirates Voyage or something like that. It was a dinner show. Yeah. I had never been to one of those. Very cool. Very cool. And yeah, I knew what they were doing was all stunt work and shit. But man, there was a couple of guys that almost hit the ceiling when they were jumping off these things and going into the water. And it was just very entertaining. And for that hour and a half or whatever, I was in uh, disbelief because it was entertaining. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And, and Did that That's what I think wrestlers should still try to do. Don't go out there and, uh, you know, try to be the movie you just watched. Right. Because they have camera angles. They have all this. We're live action stunt guys. Right. You cannot go out there and do what you see on a movie, you know, and, and make it and make it real. You just can't. You can't. You have to make it real in the ring with the people that are surrounding you with no camera angles. You have to make it real, man. Right. So when you saw them almost hit the the roof with their heads, did that take you back to Beaver Dam, Kentucky or (laughs) Central? (laughs) (laughs) No, I was just like, man, these guys are good, man. These guys are good. They were doing stuff that was so cool. And I was engaged the whole time. Uh, it was one of those, uh, you know, dinner shows uh, or whatever. And I'd never been to one of those and it was cool. They were serving me food and I'm sitting there watching these guys do very cool things, uh, that I told Michelle, I said, shit, I could do that. You know, maybe not the, the flips into the water or whatever, cause I'm not a diver, but, right. I, uh, you know, the, the, the sword fighting and, you know, the cool things that they were doing was very cool, very cool. And I envied everyone I watched. And I was very, uh, like, I just, I loved it. I loved it. It was very cool. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm glad you had fun there. Well, so, you know, we talked about Jeff Jarrett. We talked about MJF and his pipe bomb that he dropped on the world of AEW. But the third one is a little more low key basically you know we've talked about him quite a bit in the past especially with the young rock episode but the rock's daughter simone johnson you know she's progressing along in nxt but this is just almost ludicrous to me they have changed her name to it was simone johnson obviously they changed it now to ava rain now is that the name she's going to end up with probably not but at the same time wow man you know like rocky maya via flex cavana whatever but rocky maya via had some familial history to it i mean do you go in this angle to i mean she looks just like the rock too by the way so do you go that angle with it and just go with the family thing what do you think it's a it's a to me uh it's a slippery slope uh, because you just don't know where the fans are at. I mean, you really don't. I mean, right. like when you came out uh, in in '96, Rocky Maivia, they booed him like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So, are they going to boo her? Because, and it's just like Jeff too. 
man, a lot of people in in the Memphis thing didn't like Jeff because yeah. they knew he was Jerry Jarrett's son. Uh, people figured out that Brian was Lawler's son. I mean, it's just. I mean, I hope she does good. Right. I completely understand why she wouldn't want to take on the name. Sure. Just go her own route because if you watch his show, yeah, uh, he says the same thing. He that's why he wanted to be uh, Flex Cavana. You know, I don't know, man. It's just the wrestling business is funny, and then the fans are fickle. So. <laughs> that's pretty much it isn't it i mean and it, i think if we could figure out the reason they do things up in the wwe or aew or any other wrestling organization i don't know maybe we need to start our own wolfie you want to do that do you know any money marks <laughs> let's do it <laughs> i love it all right pg 13 wa we're coming <laughs> anyway well that is it for current affairs for today we thank you all again for checking us out as always gotta really thank the listeners you guys are make us what we are again we thank you all so much for watching ask wolfie to watch and thank you all for listening to this episode with duke the dumpster and thank you wolfie for you know getting us some cool interviews there in person while you were there. So it was awesome yeah. that you got a little floor coverage there as a roving reporter. We might have another <laughs> gig for you coming up. But anyway, with that being said, you know, our next episode is Ask Wolfie Anything. And those are always some of our most popular ones. This will actually be our fifth Ask Wolfie Anything episode. What do you think about that, man? You you excited for some Ask Wolfie Anything I can't wait, man. Uh, I love the fans' questions. I really do. I, I really wish the, the watch-alongs, the guys sending in stuff, uh, let me watch your match, man. I agree. That's I think that's what we'll do. We're going to right now, I mean, we've got a few other requests, but I want to kind of hold them, and, and let's hold that for somebody to send in their match. Honestly, dude. I mean, if it's great, we'll bring you on the show to talk to you about it. I mean, oh, honestly, it's the shits I'll bring you on here. <laughs> well, they may just not show up. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, that's it for today, folks. Thanks again for everything. Wolfie, take us out, man. Hey, thank you, everybody, once again for watching Live and in Color with Wolfie D. This is Wolfie D, and I'm talking for Jimmy Street. Love you guys. Thank you. And now a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Chic Jared are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise. This team does it all. And all they ask is, give me back my pro wrestling. Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's right, it's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes, 
and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, Bootyco and Athena, go to LostWrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah. Join me, Gene Jackson, for the Jackson Interaction Podcast, where I'll be doing one-on-one interviews with people from the world of professional wrestling, as well as stand-up comedy. You can get them anywhere podcasts are available in both video and audio form, but you can find them all at GeneJacksonPod.com. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all, the work you've done for this podcast, you have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah. And remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon. And our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cat for you, don't. And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still lobbing in color, rum rush your mother, utilize a hubcap, I'm like any other. Back in the day, I was N.O.D. and I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times, tired of suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping wrestling's first white boy coming out hip-hop. Been doing it like this since 92. Played low for a while when you thought I was through. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected. This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected. Mad skills, no faking, there is no one great. Cause I'm bringing more folks and over and for later. Not here to play games, so you better be real. You don't like me, so what? I really don't care. Like the time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You set a step to the side unless you wanna get dropped. When I'm finished, I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. Gonna wind it up. Driving it home, it's Ruby D, baby. Huh? I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. This has been a James Rock Street production.